world in which the Brothers Grimm stories first appeared was far different from the one we live in today. Electricity, civilization, and our ever-increasing dominion over the natural world leaves very little to be afraid of. These stories, initially told to pass the time, but also to serve as a warning about ogres, trolls, witches, and evil in general, kept kids in check, home before dark, and alert around strangers. Today, with all our supposed safety measures in place, children have become complacent, and online, they count even those they've never met among their friends. But even if the trolls have gone back under the bridge, and the ogres have retreated to their caves, there's still plenty of darkness in the world. And maybe, just maybe, these centuries-old stories will help prepare kids to recognize that darkness and learn to fight it with their own light. My name is Migs Marfori, and you're listening to Grim Childhood. Back in the day, when we had not yet forgotten that animals could talk, a certain cat made the acquaintance of a mouse. You might say she even befriended her. They were each so filled with love and friendship for one another, they decided to live together. We must make a provision for winter, though, said the cat. Otherwise, we will not just have to bear the unbearable cold, but unpleasant hunger as well. We cannot be venturing out as we please to seek food, especially you, as you may find yourself in a mouse trap. And so it happened that they put together what means they had to buy a pot of fat, and the only question that remained was where to store it. I know a place, said the cat. Tell me, said the mouse. We will store it in the church. No one will dare to steal anything from there, said the cat. Yes, what a great idea. Place it near the altar, and let's not touch it until we absolutely positively need it, said the mouse. Not much time had passed, however, before the cat had a strong yearning for a taste of the fat. My dear friend, I have great news, said the cat. My cousin has brought a little kitten, white with brown spots, into the world. I am to be godmother, and so I must go out today. Oh! By all means go, said the mouse. Don't let me stop you. In truth, though, there was no cousin, and definitely no little kitten. The cat stole down to the church, headed to the altar, uncovered the pot of fat, and licked the whole top layer off. She slept so well after that it was past evening when she returned home. 
How was the christening? What did they name the little bundle of joy? Said the mouse. Top off, said the cat. That is his name. That is a most unusual name, said the mouse. Now that the cat had had a taste of the fat, she found she couldn't get it off her mind. And soon after, she approached the mouse again. I am to be godmother again, said the cat. A little gray and white thing this time. No one is stopping you from leaving, said the mouse. You should go if you must. And so the cat found herself in the church once more, uncovering the pot and not being able to contain herself until she had devoured half of it. What did they name the little kitty this time? said the mouse. Oh, ah, uh, half finished, said the cat. At that, the mouse's tail twitched. Your family comes up with the strangest names. Now, winter was fast approaching, and the two friends had begun the tedious process of cleaning the house and putting it in order, when the cat found herself once again thinking of the pot of fat. There is another tiny thing to be christened, I'm afraid, said the cat. This one is black as night with piercing green eyes. I can handle the remaining work, said the mouse. No one ever accused me of keeping you from your godmotherly duties. But again, there was no cousin, nor was there a kitten, and definitely no christening. And the cat simply made her way to the church and set herself loose at the pot of fat until it was all gone. All gone, said the cat. That is his name. All gone? That is even stranger than the last two. What would you know of the way of cats? Finally, winter arrived. It was a strong, harsh one. And when the day came, when the wind was not likely to blow them into the next town, the mouse had a thought. Now is our chance, said the mouse. Let us get into our pot of fat that I have been thinking about since the first day of this horrid, horrid winter. But of course, when they got to the church and the pot was uncovered, the mouse finally figured out what had happened. Some friend you are, said the mouse. You have gone against our agreement and eaten the pot of fat. Now what are we going to do for food all winter? I might have an idea, said the cat. The mouse was too angry, too indignant to see the hungry look in the cat's eyes, for she too had not eaten since the first day of winter. 
first top off, then half finished, and then finally, the cat didn't let her friend finish. With the speed of the hungry, she snatched up the mouse, opened wide, and swallowed her whole. Yes, yes. All gone. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and prepare for more of these delightfully dark editions of stories you thought you knew so well. This has been Grim Childhood. Thank you for listening.